Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, here we are at our first ever international Behind the Glass Live. Everyone in the room, give yourself a round of applause. Yeah! <laughs> this is mad! This is mad. This is very, this is very exciting for us. It's very American. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> USA! Um, but no, genuinely, we are so thrilled to be here and so excited. It's Tony's first time in America, which we're going to be talking a lot about today's episode. Um, but for us, it's just, it's exciting to do one of these events outside of the UK, meet new people, meet different people, and people from a different car scene, a different car world, and find out about what it's like to be a petrol head or a car guy or girl here in the US of A. Um, for those of you watching or listening, you're finding us in the incredible Myers Manx Cafe. This is inside the Peterson Museum, which is an amazing automotive museum here in Los Angeles. If you are from here or if you are visiting, firstly, I recommend checking out the museum, but also 100% stopping off here, not only for a great coffee. Can we just talk about the breakfast burrito for two seconds? Well, I have dropped you in it a little bit because I told quite a lot of people in the car park to have one, so I'm so sorry. Yeah, what, why have you dropped me in it? Well, because you, you've you've um, mentioned it again. Yeah, <laughs> it's because like we're, it sounds like we're trying to sell breakfast burritos. Yeah, but we just absolutely love them, and actually, food is something that we've fallen in love with whilst we've been here. As you can see, yeah. <laughs> 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 we're going full ball. But uh, yes, anyway, we've done a bit of a preamble, so most of the people in the room know how these shows work. And actually, I think we've done enough of these live events now that I think most people kind of know the format. How many have we done? I don't know, seven or eight, maybe. Maybe more than no, that. No, maybe we've done ten. Seven or eight last year. This yeah, year. Ma- yeah, maybe we've done about ten of them. Anyway, yeah. so they're great fun, and we really enjoy them. But worryingly for all of you, they start with the rate my ride section. <laughs> Morning, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony's been frothing at the mouth all week at the prospects of. Well, what this event will be like and the cars that might turn up. Oh, I can't wait to see some of the crap that's coming. (laughs) And we have whipped around and we are just going to dive straight in. Because actually, I think we've both been really surprised. Pleasantly as well. (laughs) Pleasantly surprised by the cars that are here. So let's dig them out um, and, uh, and we'll have a little chat about what you've all decided to bring this morning. So kicking things off. Did anyone actually drive this here? Is this part of the museum? The new Toyota GR86. Yeah. Look at you. Well done, sir. How long have you had that? Two days. Two days. You bought it for this event? I'm from Ohio. It's on a Turo. 
Okay, it's on Churro from Ohio. We're big fans of Churro, yeah. But that's cool that that's already on Churro. Yeah. So for those of you watching or listening who don't know what Churro is, it's like the Airbnb of car rental. Uh, individual owners, but also businesses can put their cars on there. And it's a great way actually to get into cool cars for like a fairly good price. And that's a, that's a cool, well, you've done well. <laughs> it's a good car to bring to this event. You've, how is it in general? You're going to find out later today. Okay. Are you going in the canyon? Yes. Big crash or you're right? <laughs> We're going to find out, yeah. Later on the news today, a guy died in the crash. <laughs> well, super nice. Well done. Good choice for bringing that. Uh, next to it, a super nice. Hold on. Wait for this. You don't know about this. Oh. Miata. No idea. MX5. Uh, <laughs> who bought the Miata? There, black Miata. Oh, yeah, there's, a, there's a few. So hold on. This is a black new shape Miata. Very, very nice. We're big fans of these. We oh, went I love the MX-5, mate. In general, we went to the Angeles Crest yesterday and there were three of them at the top parked under the Newcomb's Ranch sign and we were like, lads, what yeah. absolute heroes. They're out on a cruise all together. Yeah. How long have you had that car, sir? Uh, a few months. Three months. You must be enjoying that a lot, huh? How much are they in USA? As in... At the door, like 40. dollars $40, $40, $40, $40, $40. That's brand new though, huh? That's with like taxes and everything. Taxes. Oh, that's all right then. $40,000. But this is something that we've discovered here. Your car prices are insane. You've all got too much money in America. (laughs) Like genuinely. He's been seeing money bags in his eyes. Everyone going, everyone is so rich. We should move here and make lots of money. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That is actually quite unbelievable. How much is a new Miata um, in the UK? 30 grand. Pounds. It's not that big a difference, mate, when it's priced correctly. 10, 10? No, but it's not. $40,000 is about 32, 33,000 pounds. I bet it's not. I bet it's 37,000. You've been thinking this all week. I'm going to correct you right now. Live on the podcast. We're now a Forex podcast. Foreign exchange, $40,000, 33,000 pounds. <laughs> well, it's still more money, mate. Well, it's only three grand more. You did well. Don't, don't let me give you a hard time. Very, very nice car. Um, moving on, it's the second Miata, which is the green, I'm assuming. Green, is it got a beige roof? That is super cool. That's right up my street. See, I, no offense, thank you for coming, glad you're here, prefer the OG shapes. I, th- I think it's softer and prettier. Yeah, but you just like old and worse, mate, in general. Like, <laughs> no. in life. Like, look at the way you dress. Like, they've been <laughs> What are you wearing down. today? Yeah, but they've A been boss pa- shirt from 16 years ago. No, <laughs> that's been passed down from generations, mate. That was probably your great granddad. <laughs> he was a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have to say, this is, this is really nice. And, it, and it's like a pure driving pleasure. And in this world where everyone tells us doom and gloom is coming, we're all going into recession, Putin's going to nuke us. Well, you know, simple driving pleasures like this actually, I think, are becoming more and more appealing. But the new one's pure driving pleasure as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, so but not as pure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, very, very nice. Thank you again for bringing it. Um, an S3 saloon, slightly oh. modified, black, black. Have I got That's that not right? an S3. S5. No. Thank you. I promise I do know about cars. Yeah, it's an S3. It is an S3? Yeah. Don't make me so question you were, myself. So you really like Audi, yeah? Yeah. So why have you got a Merc out on? Ah, <laughs> Lewis fan. It wasn't a great qualifying for us today. Yeah. No, I bet no, he no. wished he was driving an Audi today. Say, so why Merc. did you make me judge that? You know why I questioned that? Was it's the orange side repeaters on the side? Yeah, it looks like an A4. Well, it looks like an A4 yeah. or, or an A5. But that's super nice. What, what are those wheels that you've put, the, you've put those wheels on? Uh, they're NKRP at once. I don't know what that is. I don't that, know what that, that means. That, 
roughly that translated, that means terrible. <laughs> well, I think it looks cool. You've got tints on it that make me think that maybe you're Brad Pitt. I mean, those are the darkest tints I've ever... Is that a thing here? Does everyone yeah. love a really dark tint? It's not illegal. People are nodding. It's Oh, no, it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> you jokers. <laughs> I think it's cool. I, so I used to have a, an S3, but the hatchback shape in the UK years ago, previous generation to that. I mean, it's a good car. Yeah. Do, is, do you, is that just your daily? Is your cruise around? Yeah, it does everything. It's my daily, and now I have my suspension set up so I can take it to like the mountains and stuff. Okay, he's done his suspension. He's so a you've made it. So time. you've made it worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Now, we didn't know what this was. But do you not know? No. no okay, idea. this is a Volkswagen GLI big. Oh, the man sitting next to you. What is it? I don't think we. I don't think we get these. What is it? So it's a saloon Volkswagen GTI, basically, right? Okay, but based on what, like a golf platform or something bigger? Yeah, yeah. Uh, MQB, so S3, RS3, it's the same yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. We just don't get me now. We just don't get it. We, I've never seen it. We were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Do you love it? Uh, it's fun. It's yeah, it's fun. Big so Sounds good? Occasionally. Occasionally, okay. What did you say? You put a big turbo on it? Yeah. Uh. So it has the S3 turbo, so it has a hybrid, whatever you want to call it. Uh, makes about 415, 420, which is basically 2,800 pounds. What horsepower is under the hood? 415, he said. 415! Well, well, <laughs> it's more than your 360. It is. <laughs> But it's not about horsepower, it's about emotion. No, it's about horsepower. <laughs> so that, that car is faster than your car. Oh, calm Gen down, mate. <laughs> There's plenty of cars here faster than your car, too. Oh, uh, I haven't got a car. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, very nice. Thank you for bringing it, because it's something new that we hadn't seen before. Um, a big old black A4 wagon. Yes, you there with the Red Bull hat. You're going to fight with the man on the bench in a second. Uh, Let me see that. Look at this. And you've got huge, what are those wheels? That, are they vault? Like, what are those wheels on there? What wheels have you got on there? Again, I don't know what that means, but they look amazing. Like, that's a real beast. But is it just a standard A4? Is it not an S? Or? It's got like full time, it's a big turbo. Big turbo on there as well. They like a big turbo. Does your dad know you, you, you bring his car? <laughs> he can't understand you. Does your dad know you brung his car? No. No. Right. <laughs> he didn't want to go. No. no. <laughs> Um, moving on, well, thank, thank you for bringing it. It's, it's a mean machine, that again with tints. Well, actually, no, your tints are not that bad. Yeah, your tints aren't that bad. You can see out of them ones. You can see out of them ones. Um, moving on, the first of two Alfa Romeo 4Cs, silver with gold oh, wheels. Flipping. Well done, sir. Well done. Is that a popular car here? No. So do people go like, wow, what's that? There's a, there's, I've probably seen about four or five. You've seen about, where are you from, sir? I'm from Bedford. You're from Bedford? Yeah. Oh. We wanted to meet some Americans, but no, no, thank you for coming. <laughs> Do you live here permanently? Yeah, I live in Orange County. Well, he, ain't just, from, he ain't just come for the podcast. Well, if he, he? I would have been like, that's amazing. But this is super cool. So you live in, in Orange County and you drive around in a 4C. You are living your best life. Is he? Well, that's, what, that's why we... That's, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, the fact that you've only seen four, it's not a popular car, is it? But it's a great car still. You didn't like your one. No, I didn't you not like- You crashed your one into a van. <laughs> I think a van crashed into my- <laughs> Don't start trying to spin some weird narrative. Do you still, you must still really enjoy it, right? Yeah, it's, it's so much fun. On the road here, can it still travel in a bit? On the way here on the 405, I was fighting yeah. the whole way. 
Yes. Trying to stay alive. Because if you don't know, four seas tram, like, I mean, it's terrifying. And the roads here with the craters that you have in LA roads, I, I would be nervous. That's the escalades that create them craters. <laughs> oh, escalades. <laughs> yeah. It's also on spaces. So it's on spaces. It's, it's like way worse. It's even worse, but it looks great. Yeah, it looks amazing on Instagram. Awful to drive. Yeah. <laughs> for super cool. And you've got the tow hook in, ready for something disastrous to happen. <laughs> um, very nice. Because you for can't it. lift the bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't do anything. Um, Boxster, nice white Boxster. Thank you, sir. We're big fans. We've been talking a lot about Boxers recently. Um, you must love that car, huh? Yeah, best car you'll ever own. Well, I hope, I hope for your sake that you can own other cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a very good car. Yeah. We keep saying, a, a bit of like with the Miata or the MX-5, um, this is another like entry-level sports car. I mean, like, it's not cheap, but another one that gives you a lot of pleasure. Yeah. That's, that's not the first first gen, is it? Or did, is that the first one you got here in the US? Did you get the Egglight Boxster? No, that's 987.2. 987.2, okay, the slight facelift one. Super nice. They must is it a manual or PDK? It's a manual one. Because that's when they introduced the PDK gearbox, wasn't it? The dot. Didn't you didn't want that? Good man. Yeah. Pro, pro driver over there. He knows what he's doing. You won't be able to keep up with him in the canyons. No chance. No chance. Um, next, we've got an Acura uh, for international viewers, Honda. Um, is that a Honda Accord? In, oh, uh, maybe. In it's a TL Type S. Whose car's that? Ah, ah, friend of the ah, back. Ah. <laughs> We're having a long conversation with this man in the car park. He's, yeah. Um, I, I mean, wow. It's, it is low, you did say. And, and on inspection, it's, it, do you get tyre rub? No. No. <laughs> I think you're lying. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I mean, and, and you've gone for the tints and the black paint and the black wheels and the black badges. I mean, there's not a line of reflective chrome anywhere. It looks like you've tinted the windscreen as well. I mean... Have you done that? No. No, 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 I didn't do that. I don't that. want to go that far, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, do you know what the European equivalent is? It's the Accord, right? I don't think you guys have the Typhus. Yeah, it's the Accord? Yeah, it's okay. No, it's not Accord. No? No, no. Uh, no it's not Accord. Okay. Uh, we have a similar engine. Ah, uh, okay. So, so but, but this is the Type S. Is there a Type R version as well? Or? Uh, no. Type R is reserved for the Honda Civic. Okay. Have you modified that car, apart from yeah. suspension? As in engine no, power? No, 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 engine power. So it's still 100 horsepower or whatever they are. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool. Thank you for bringing it. It was great to see. Now, now, this is a bit outrageous. Oh, no. Who came in a GT4 RS? Who was that? Look at you, sir. Well, I mean, bravo. That is, how long, you must have had that car not too long, huh? Just over a month. Just over a month. Okay, so let's get into this a bit. Forgive us all, everyone. How are you finding it? Be completely honest. How are you finding it? Oh, I love it. You yeah. love it? What did you have before? I have three GT4s. Three GT4s. Okay, so you really like a GT4. And how does this differ to a standard GT4? It's so much more responsive. Okay. So you find it more engaging to drive than a standard GT4? Okay, uh, sure, hey look, I'm not a PDK hater, uh, but when there's the option, I'll often lean the other way. Uh, it's not too stiff on the roads here? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Have you driven like a GT3 RS or GT3? 
No, okay. It'd be interesting how that compares. I mean, I, firstly, can I just say, I love the white, actually. I think the white with the black wheels works yeah. super, super well. We just, I don't know why, it just didn't touch us, that car, yeah. for whatever reason. And maybe we're overexposed or whatever, or maybe it was a lot of hype. Obviously, journalists, Porsche community, oh, it's the car we've all been waiting for. Yeah. You're the first person I've met who's, who's actually bought one and is living one. one. So I, I sort of take your opinion much Have you been up in the canyons in it? Yeah. yeah. It's good up there, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Will you do track days? Will you take it out on track? Next Sunday. Next Sunday, okay. Flat out? Flat out? Will you be going very fast? Good Always. boy. Yeah. I'm uh, acting like you're translated today. <laughs> yeah. You we do that this, in the UK. We, <laughs> we went to Starbucks on our first day here. And we put up at the window and he was already amazed at a, a drive-through. Like, we don't have them in the UK. And uh, the woman said, oh, what, what can I offer you, sir? He went, I have a tall lie. And you can run and she was like, Sorry, tall lie, love. And then you tried to speak American to her. She went, didn't understand you yeah. either. I went, I'll have a tall latte. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on before my dodgy American accent gets worse. Well, thank you for bringing it. Very, very impressive. Very cool. And, and great to hear an, an owner's opinion. Um, now, arguably the second best car here today, Carrera T. Oh. Hand up. Hand up, Carrera T, man. Where are you? It's my wife's car. It's your wife's <laughs> car. Even better. Your, why is your wife not here? She doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to talk. Is she here, your wife? Oh, oh she's there. Oh, she's Hello. hiding. That's the best car here. You should be talking about it. It's amazing. Oh, you, oh, you sleazebag, man. I'm not a sleazebag. Yeah, I'm complimenting her car. Don't worry. You're a perfectly safe hands. <laughs> that, it's beautiful. So, so what do you drive then? The blue Cayman. That's next to it. We'll come on to you in a second. Carrera is lovely. Is it PDK or manual? I'm not going to look at you in the eye. You can just call it out. To be really nerdy, and you know, we've just talked in 10 minutes about GD4 RS. Now let's talk about Carrera T. Welcome to the Porsche podcast, people. Um, it's so hard to find a rear axle steer car, even in the UK. A manual, light glass, rear axle steer, no sunroof. Got the, the bucket seats or the comfort seats? It's got the, reg it's got the, the regular sports seats. Yeah, I mean, but still, to find all to come together is so hard to do. So you have to compromise somewhere because basically no one understood that car on day one and everyone, oh, Carrera T, I'll get a sunroof and four seats and a PDK. Oh, falling asleep over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, it was exciting. So that, thank you. I, you're still hiding in the back there, but thank you for bringing it. <laughs> we'll move on now to your Cayman. Um, there you go. Have you seen that? It's Cayman S? Cayman, Cayman S. Super nice. I love that color. Is that, that the 2.5? Is that the the, yep, that is the, the flat four? The four cylinder. So I actually, yeah. I actually for the road, well, it doesn't sound as good, but for the road, I think that's a a, a better car than the four liter disagree. to drive on dis the road. Dis disagree. I'm so sorry. Ah, well, she's, she's not stock. I see. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? All the suspension. Have you tweaked power? Few other things. Okay, he's keeping keeping quiet on the few other things. But well, I I mean I owned that car, uh, not that that car, but I, I owned a 718 Cayman S, and as great as a daily as it was, like I loved using it as a daily. Whenever I got on it, it the soul there wasn't soul for me. But it sounds like you've tweaked it to make it yours and uh, and get the maximum out of it. But I, I would disagree with you. I think the four liter is a much more soulful engine. Yeah, it's soulful more soulful, car. but but. Don't forget they made that car to try and 
get customers from other brands, mate. So they made it less dialed in and less enthusiast for the mass. So that's why they put the 2.5 in it, essentially. So as a road car to drive down the road and live with, because it's turbocharged, you ain't got to rev the nuts out of it, it's actually a better car to drive on the road. That's what I'm trying to say. Like the four-cylinder F-Type, which is the most popular F-Type that they sell in, in, in the UK. UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. No, a, 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 a interesting insight. Um, it's now, the correct insight. <laughs> now... This is what we were maybe hoping or expecting, expecting to see a lot of today. And we're going to get into the fact that there's a lot of European cars compared to American cars. Um, but someone has come in. I don't know the year, but I'm I know who it, it is. You know who it is? The, oh, I met him in the 60s toilet. Camaro SS. Oh, yes. you, sir. Oh, my <laughs> God. Now, I love this. This is just everything that I think of when I think of American car scene and Americana and it's one of the coolest shapes so what year is the car? 1968 1968 it looks immaculate have you restored it did you buy it restored? so uh, aesthetically it was restored and then I did mechanically you did the mechanical side I mean it looks amazing and the Help me out with so the SS is the top level you could get back then. Yeah, but okay. this is no longer an SS in, by any means. Okay, yeah. so it's like a beast monster. Yeah, it's got 620 horsepower. Oh my god! It makes 610 pound-feet of torque at 1800 RPM. It's pretty crazy. Does the front wheels lift up when you accelerate? It does not. How do you get away from a traffic light? Sideways. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I want to hear that start up when we leave. Is that okay? That is well, you're so cool. From here. Yeah, actually, we'll stay here. Yeah, we'll stay here. <laughs> and he'll come out sideways at the car park there. And go. I mean, it's unbelievable. Even I, mean, I actually really like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we, you know, you may have been nervous maybe coming in. He was nervous. Thought, I met yeah. him in the toilet. And he said, please don't be all, all right. What were you doing car? in the toilet together? <laughs> Going to the toilet, obviously. <laughs> uh, very, very nice. Yeah, really, really cool. I'm super glad you bought it. It's amazing. We'll, we'll come and have a sniff around um, after the show. Uh, next to that... Wow, three five five spider blue with tan. Mm. Congratulations! What a beautiful car out here. That must be amazing to drive around. It, it really is amazing. Yeah. How how long have you had the car? Um, about eight months. About eight months. And what were you what were you driving before? Um, my fun car. Fun car. Uh, it was a sixty five Corvette Stingray. Sixty five <laughs> Corvette Stingray. Nice. Okay, so you're in an you're into an older car. Yeah, we'd get on. Let's have a coffee afterwards. <laughs> That's a beautiful spec. I didn't look inside. Is it the manual or the auto box? It is the F1. Yeah. The F1. Okay, fine. And it's livable with? You can... Oh, I, I actually really, really love it. And it's been amazing getting, learning how to drive it. Like, sure. Send, that... send it an email to change gear, that sort of thing. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. You just figure out how to drive those F1 boxes. Uh, they are crap, but you, you just have to suss it out, and then it can be part of the character and the personality of the car. Sound good, though, 355. I actually, the 355 is one of the best sounding Ferraris. What, you were about to say, I actually? No. Okay. No, I I, no, no, I, no I'm not going to say I actually like it. <laughs> no, I thought you could say it sounds better than the 360. Well, it um, does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really beautiful car. So, yeah, thank you so much for bringing that. Very cool. And right next to it, an amazing car. Actually, I assumed it was a 240i, but I don't know if it is the 40i. It's the purple 2 series. Who's, that's you here. Is it the, the 40i or is it the 30? A beautiful color, though. Very good. And it's that, that shape, that new shape 2 series, Tony's been banging on about it. It's a loves. great car. Yeah, yeah. You must be very happy with it, yeah? And very nice inside, all the tech and equipment, super usable. Is that Merlin purple? What's the color of the purple? Ah, you churroed, okay. 
Yeah. Cool car though. Very cool car. Yeah. You've chosen well. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, another silver Cayman. First gen Cayman up at the back there. Amazing. That's super nice. Yeah. Um, there was a K. That's not a Cayman R. That's just a Cayman. Cayman S. Base Cayman. Very engaging. We're going to. You and the Miata guys. Yeah. Sorry? Less than half the cost. The Cayman? No way. How much did you pay for that? 17K. That's a car and a Well, half. it's not less than half the cost with the man in the green top. How much, How much well, was your one? It was about nine. About nine? Yeah. Yeah, he's done well. So, <laughs> it's, so, it's, so it's double the cost. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very cool car. Very, very nice car. Um, the big old Bronco. Please, Please tell us that was one of us. Yes, <laughs> you legends. So Tony has become obsessed with American trucks. It's yes. actually annoying. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, he goes, oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like everywhere we go. And the one you fall in love with the most is? The Bronco. The Bronco. Yeah. Old and new. He just loves them. Love all them. of them. And this one is stunning. Firstly, green, big old wheels. Uh, did you buy this as is? Have you worked no, on I it? I bought it as is. You bought it as it is. It's your wife's car. Yeah, she She's not old, here? She loves old trucks. She loves old trucks. I mean, it's unbelievably cool. I just, and with the, the soft roof, in the summer, you must just bum around in it. It's, what do you yeah. mean in the summer? It's LA, it doesn't rain here. Yeah, but we've been a bit chilly this week, haven't we? Yeah, yeah it was cold, wasn't it? We came here, he bought shorts. I was like, what are you on about? Well, I wore shorts. You did wear shorts, you're yeah. so British. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's a really cool bit. And it's got like a big V8 under the... It's got a, yeah. Yeah. Big shouty V8, huh? 5.0 Mustang V8. Oh, wow. Can you imagine if he said, no, it's got a two litre eco boost? Yeah. <laughs> that would have ruined it for you. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that, yeah, thank you very much for bringing it. Now, a big hitter, a big hitter came. There's an F12 TDF here, boys oh, and girls. Flipping hell. Flipping X. We know whose car that is. <laughs> it's actually quite unbelievable. Did you know, where are you? Where's it? Yeah. Did you know that's nearly identical spec to the legend that is Hugh Grant? Did you know that? Yeah. V12 Ape. There you go. He knows it very well. See, TDF owners, they all know each other. Um, but yeah, this is a, a silver with the blue stripe. Uh, it's the TDF. worst spec TDF I've ever seen. <laughs> what are you on about? Yeah. <laughs> What's the spec of your TDF? I haven't got one, but yeah, I could have one. But I wouldn't have one. I'd have a dark colour. Would you? I love this. I think the silver works with the silver wheels as well. It's beautiful. And the, What's the dark blue of the stripe? Nart blue. That's like your um, one of your pistas, one of yeah, your 18 spider, pistas. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. you, what are you on about? You don't like no, the I'd have a dark colour, mate. They saw you coming when you bought that car, mate. What do you mean? <laughs> I think Tony's just being mean for the sake of it. I think the dark colours don't show the gills on the side, so you've got to have a light colour. Yeah, I would, I would agree I'd have a light colour. No, I just think the big V12 stuff, like that new Purasang thing, I think they all need to be dark colours. The big Ferraris, I, I personally think, I don't think they look nice in red either. They look okay in yellow, but... In general, I think they look better as dark colour. The grey and the black are the best. Maybe the grey. The hands dark up, grey. Hands up. Would you have your TDF in a dark colour? Yeah, but in the hands, UK they would. Hands up. Would you have your TDF in a light colour? Yeah, Tony, you're completely wrong. Thank you, everyone. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the next 4C. Uh, yellow 4C. With, it says 4C Spider. Yellow 4C Spider. No one brave enough to claim? Oh, at the back there, sir, with some decals and some orange at the bottom of the bumper. What was the inspiration behind that? Run out of paint. Shh. <laughs> Sorry? My uncle spec'd it. Your uncle spec'd it? 
that's paint. That's like an optional paint at the bottom. Wow. I've never seen that. The yellow and the orange is bold. It's a strong choice, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> like, it's, um, it's full on, but you know, each to their own. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Uh, 991.1 GT3. Blue, I think it's a very dark blue. Is that a dark blue? Dark blue metallic. It's a super nice car. Yeah. Um, you get a bit weird about the point one GT3s, but no, no, fantastic. And, and out here in the canyons and on the good roads, that must be amazing, huh? Don't get weird about them. It's the engines in them. Yeah, you always say this. Yeah. Sometimes they catch fire. Yeah. No, they just blow up. They just blow up. Yeah. Okay, that's better than yeah. Has it got an fire. F or a G engine in it? You don't know. No, nor do I, mate. I, he says these things. I'm like, I've got a clue. Yeah. It's but, a uh, problem in the UK, so they changed all the engines. That's all. Uh, 2014 car? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next to it, a really nice uh, Civic Type R with some awesome white wheels right next to you. Super cool. I love those wheels. That really transforms the look of that car. They must, uh, we've seen a few of the new ones cruising around this week. I think they're at the auto show, um, which I have to say, like, I'm not convinced by that rear wing on the new one. But this, I mean, that's a great looking car, huh? They're popular over here, them Civic Type R's, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few of them. It's a proper driver's car. Yeah. Though, huh? like, yeah, a lot of JDM love. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to get into the JDM thing. Do you want to pass the coffees over? They're just on your right there. That'd be quite nice. Oh, now? Yeah, yeah, just go grab the coffees. Um, and then, uh, well, actually, I'll wait for Tony to bring the coffees over, which we, we, we need quite a lot before we talk about the final car, because I think I need Tony to discuss what was a late arrival. Um, Thank you so much, Tony. I'll put that here, right next to my laptop. That's Susan, very, very precarious. Well, don't you spill it. I don't trust you entirely. Don't, are you now going to mix in your sugar? We're doing a live podcast. I meant to get it so you could sip on it whilst we're talking. So sorry. He does this everywhere. I've been taking to them all these cool, trendy coffee shops, and he spends half an hour mixing in the sugar. Is this new, this place? When did you open it? How long have you been here? I just want the coffee and get out. Now, should we talk about this? Oh, <laughs> So, there is only a bloody 360 Challenge Stradale here. Who bought the Stradale? Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you so much for coming. I, I love you. I actually am in love with you. I want to ask, why is the rear engine cover open? Uh, to let the heat out. Let the heat out, yeah. <laughs> So we got a tip off that you'd arrived and I ran over freaking out, came around the corner and he nearly died with laughter because it did look like maybe you'd broken down. <laughs> and he went, why has he come from Kota? Uh, from straight on track, but you're just letting the heat escape, right? Just protecting the engine bay. But is that normal? Do you always do that? Yes. Oh, yeah. right. Because, uh, but more of a- Window is not glass, it's plexiglass. So when heat stays there, it uh, Morphs it, the top of the. It makes the plexiglass a little yellow. Yeah. Okay. Makes so sense. you're doing it for a precaution more than the car's overheated. It's keeping the car in good shape. Yeah. Is what he's doing. Yeah. It's it's not because the car was overheating like you thought. Right. Yeah, right. You're just matter. doing it for a precaution. Yeah. To cool it off faster. Okay. Yeah. Then I really like it. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a proper guy and he wants to look after his car. Yeah. I love it. It's it's beautiful spec. Absolutely glorious. Um, with that red interior as well. I just oh, it's just it's still the best. Are there a few of them here? Do you see a few knocking around? Stradales? Uh, car meets and stuff? Would you see other ch There are a few knocking around, yeah. Oh, it's super cool. It's, I mean, unbelievable. Thank you for coming. You've, you've made my day. And uh, when I said earlier that the, 
what, what, did I, what did I say was the second best car here? Well, the Carrera T, that's the first best car. So that, thank you for bringing it. Um, but it's a kind of perfect segue into one topic that we wanted to discuss, which was the fact that up until really today, most of the time on the road, we've seen American and Japanese cars. Yeah. And actually for the first two days, Tony was actually kicking off, being like, where's all the Euro stuff? Yeah. Uh, and we had met with a few local people and we've been chatting and a lot of people said in the, in the enthusiast community, there's a lot of Euro stuff, but mass public, it's all still American and JDM. Yeah. And obviously in the car park today, most of you are coming in European cars. There's obviously a few Japanese stuff here, but so why is it that you're not here in American stuff? So American stuff is cheaper, right? We're, we're getting nods that theoretically cheaper or maybe not so much anymore, but it's just not as good. Like what draws you to, it's just not as good. I'm getting a big thumbs up at the front um, because we actually uh, have rented off Turo. Uh, a C8 Corvette and a Shelby GT500 this week. Crap! <laughs> to try and give us an experience in some American sport cars. I actually, I put a poll out a few weeks ago. I really wanted to drive the ATS and CTSVs, the new Cadillacs, which I think are the M3, M5 rivals. Um, they looked super cool, but basically no one cared on the poll. So uh, uh, we tried to get hold of a Hellcat, but I thought that'd be funny for about 30 minutes and then we'd just die. Uh, so we ended up in the GT500 and the Corvette. Talk to me about your feelings before we actually got in them. As in, like, when I told you that's what we were going to rent, you were excited, right? I was really excited because I'd... Obviously, we get Mustang in the in the UK, and I know the, the Corvette has come over to our country now, but I've not driven one. And they look... I think they look good, the Corvette, but we don't get the Shelby 500 in our country. Yeah, we only get a V8 Mustang. We, we don't get, any, get of the, any of the Shelby V8, stuff. which we sell a few of them. So um, I was excited to get in them. And because you're in America, like, if you're in America on holiday, like, you rent an American car, right? Like, it would be boring for us to go and rent Porsches because we've been in all of them, we've driven all of them, so let's do something different. And what were your expectations? What did you, how did you think they would drive? Well, I already probably knew in my head they weren't going to be as good as a, as a European car. I Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I just wanted to see the difference between them because people have 
banged on over the years about that they have closed the gap and they are better than they used to be because they used to be really bad, apparently. Um, so, yeah, I was just intrigued to see what the difference was. Yeah, I think I was exactly the same. So I, I had driven a few Shelbys over the years on my previous visits to America. So I kind of felt like I knew what to expect. And I'd driven a lot of the Dodges, the, the Charger, the Challenger in various forms. So I kind of knew what was coming there. But with the Corvette, I personally was super excited. I thought, you know, I was never a big fan of the previous generation Corvette. Um, but I thought, you know, they'd gone mid-engined. Everyone online, right? Like all the car YouTubers in America were like, ah, Corvette, like everyone got them, everyone modified them. There seemed to be a lot of hype. So I was thinking this is gonna be mega. I'm not a huge fan of the looks, I gotta be honest. Like I don't love the design of that new Corvette and especially that dodgy little rear wing that some of them get. Like, I don't know, I was, uh. but then we picked these cars up and I got, I drove the Corvette first cause it'd be funnier to put them in the Shelby. And I have to admit, I was instantly disappointed. He was like, fuming. Fuming, fuming. I thought interior was crap, interior quality was crap. I thought feeling was numb as hell. I thought the power felt a bit slow. I was just like, what is this car? It's gone from the old shape, which is kind of a bit silly and shouty and what I think I want from an American car, which is big front engine, rear wheel drive, overpowered, snarly thing, to then suddenly just a bit of a dull, Euro wannabe. Uh, hands up if you're a fan of that new C8 Corvette. Oh, oh. Uh, people were nervously like, oh, I'm not sure I'll put my hand up. So it, is it popular? Do you think that car has been well received? Yeah, so people are nodding. So why is it, you don't like it because it's just not as good as a, a Cayman or a 911 or, or S3? Like, what, wouldn't, what would stop you from buying it? Has anyone got any reasons in the back there? It's a car for an older guy. I'm getting a few nods from that. Okay, and just behind? I like the, the, the Z6 more than the standard version. The, 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 the fruity one. The fruity one will be better than Z06. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it's a weird one. You actually bonded with the C8 a little bit better. Well, your initial words getting out of that C8 was, I hate it, mate. I'm not driving that car. <laughs> so I said, well, I'll have a swap round with you because I, I hadn't driven the Mustang in the uh, canyons up until that point but we've driven it round here and it's a big, loud, shouty car and I don't know whether ours has got an exhaust on it or they are just really that loud because it was deafening loud. I was behind you and you said to me it was all you could hear. Still I could the hear Mustang. him when he was behind me. Behind. It was loud, it, yeah. it, it's a big... And it isn't normally a bit of me, big, shouty, front-engine cars in general. So I thought, well, the layout of the Corvette is more me, so I'll, I'll have a go in the Corvette. And, yeah, it's very, it's soulless, mate. It's completely soulless. But then when we went up in the canyons and you drive it at 10 temps, I then got it. You've literally just got to wring its neck to get any sort of pleasure out of it at all. And there's, there's European cars like that nowadays. Now, you know, where you've got to absolutely wring their neck for the... McLaren are a little bit like that, you know, where you've absolutely got to wring their neck. I think a McLaren feels more special in general than a Corvette. Well, no, no, no. But, but when you compare supercar to supercar, what I'm saying is a Lamborghini and a Ferrari, you drive at 25 mile an hour and you get, you get pleasure. So when you put price point in and you're comparing it to a supercar, the McLaren, you've got to wring its neck to get any pleasure compared to the Lamborghini and the Ferrari. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I, I, so I will agree with you on that. Yeah. So the Mustang is 30 mile an hour it makes you laugh because it's just stupid 
but the the call it, it's just ridiculous. It's we probably both a bit nearly, like your car. We both your, nearly died in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's quiet. It's quieter. Yeah, I really want to hear that car. Yeah, car me too. Yeah, we, we, we went up to do a little bit of Angelis Quest just just to, uh, one morning just to kind of check out the cars, and we, we literally both nearly went off the side in the Mustang, which was great. Um, but the yeah, the, the Corvette just dials it back too much for me. And then yeah, you're right. You have to really crack on. But where do we? What do we compare Corvette with? Because I think price-wise, okay, the one that we're driving is seventy-six thousand dollars, something like that. But obviously, it starts around sixty odd. Yeah, and the Mustang. Yeah. But, but the Corvette, do you see it as a nine eleven rival or as a Cayman rival? Hands up for a nine eleven rival. At the front, hands up for a Cayman rival. Okay, so what is it? What is it rivaling? Where does it sit? Like, what? It, if you're thinking of buying a Corvette, what else are you thinking of oh. buying? M four. An M four. Uh, okay, getting a few more nods there. C63s and things like that. Top spec Corvette or base 911. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going 911 every day of the week. Um, I mean, I say we've been banging about Porsches all morning, but I just, I don't know. It left me cold and left me disappointed, that car. Um, but what are some other, what American cars would you consider in this room? Your group of enthusiasts, you've turned up in mainly Euro cars. I'm sure at some point you've owned American cars. I, I would honestly only probably CTSV is the only one you would consider, which is an M5 rival? You sort of, uh, yeah. Hummer EV. Hummer EV, yes. Oh my God, we went to the auto show. We're going back to the auto show this afternoon actually to do some work with them. That's one guy I'm upset. I really want, is it 2,000 horsepower or something? Some, 1,000, 1,000. I got, a bit, I got a bit overexcited. It's, not a, it's got a million horsepower. It's not a Corvette rival though, mate. No, it's not, it's not a Corvette rival, but I was asking what American cars would people actually right. consider because it seems as though everyone in this room has gone like, nah, we're all right with that, the American yeah. cars, where maybe mass public, less less enthusiast community, like uh, it will, will be cruising around and stuff again. Yeah. Camaro, um, one L, um, LE, that's pretty good. The one LE, the Camaro, is the Camaro stuff still good? Uh, like, is that still a relevant product? Because I put it in my list and like no one voted for it. And in my mind, we've kind of moved on from Camaro a bit. Is that? Uh, it's as relevant as the Mustang. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. But yeah, I don't know, for, for, for us, as well, you know, we're here as, as Brits, like out on tour, as Tony said, you want to try something a bit different. There's a few others that I would try, but the minute we got onto the canyons, we both said, oh my God, we would have loved to have been here in an, an M2 or yeah, GT4 or what other examples? Do we, even, even the M3, M4, like, you know, I think just dynamically, they just feel a bit more. Yeah, well, when I think about it though, I think you could probably make a decent car out the pair. If you could put the pair together. But that was the old Corvette, right? The old front engine Corvette was a Mustang combined with the new, like, that's yeah, what I think of. Yeah, but it's not, what I'm saying is dynamically now, it's probably better that the engine's in the back because it has got a half, it's numb, but it has got a half decent front end and you can get on the power quicker because where the engine is. You can't get on the power in the Mustang, you just fucking go over the edge. Yeah, I mean, you, you die like we nearly yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really, it was actually really difficult keeping up with the Corvette in the Mustang when we started tramping on and vice versa. If I was in the Corvette and you was in the Mustang, the Corvette was loads better in the corners. You know what I mean? Where was yeah. it? I guess none of you are surprised by that though, right? Yeah, yeah the Mustang was really fast in the straight line. You know, it's got loads of loads power. Loads of power. And the brakes are good. The steering was okay. Gearbox was better in the Mustang. The gearbox yeah. was better in the Mustang. When when you if if you if you braked too early in the Mustang and 
turned a corner, the car would just go straight. Whereas the Corvette less slow, less yeah. so, um, it, it felt more dialed in. But but there was less feeling, if you know what I mean. So the brakes were definitely better on the Mustang for sure. So let's move on to your favourite topic this week: trucks. We've already touched on it slightly. Love them and, and the Bronco. Hands up if you own some form of truck in this room. Yeah, uh, less than I was expecting, if I'm honest. But and and when I say trucks, we're talking about flatbed, like pickup trucks. What, what do you classify as an SUV? So what's an Escalade? SUV. It is an SUV. Okay, yeah. fine. I was just like, oh, just checking. <laughs> um, so obviously, yeah, trucks, insanely popular in this country, right? And we, we have kind of fallen in love with them. Me, more the Dodge Rams, I think, are the baddest looking ones. They just freaking look amazing. You've loved the Bronco. No, I like all of them, mate. You like all of them. You yeah, do the F-150. The, the old ones. The Super Duty. Super Duty. Yeah. yeah, with those 15 yeah. wheels. I uh, just find it very interesting that you a majority of you have got European or Japanese cars, yet there was quite a few of you that said, oh yeah, but we all drive trucks every day, which yeah. is an American car. So, obviously, the Americans are nowhere near still the European, for enthusiasts, obviously for the mass they are, but for enthusiasts, but as an everyday car, you don't really care, right? You, you just pound around in your trucks up and down the highway. Because yeah. that's... We don't offer anything. I don't think, you know, a, a BMW X5 just feels like a little mini here, right? Compared to, you know, the, the, the size of your roads. And, and we've loved it. I mean, getting in the Escalade, it's, it's kind of empowering, you know, in those huge things. You get climb up into them. You've got these massive cabins. You've got your drinks holders the size to fill like 15 gallon cups. Like it's, and then you just go, Rah! and we just kill everyone. I think we ran over like 14 children this week. We didn't even notice. Um, it, it's like, a, it's just a sort of cool, Experience when the roads are this big, why not? You know, you haven't got to go around too many corners. You can fit loads of stuff in it. I would totally do it. If I was here, I was disappointed by the Bronco. We drove a Bronco and I don't know. Um, but I, I, I would have, what did I say I would have? I think I'd have the Escalade. I yeah. like the Escalade. The, obviously, the difference is as well, X5s and Mercs and that. I'm guessing they're more money than trucks to buy. More Yeah, expensive. so everyone's nodding. So that's obviously a reason why, you know, if you've got two cars then, of course, you just... Why do you want to spend $100,000 on a... Yeah. When you can spend forty or $50,000 on a, on on a, a truck, truck, right? Yeah, no, well, it's something that we've definitely been, been into, and I think if we're, next time we come back, we're going to be doing some kind of, uh, yeah, uh, F-150 versus Ram, TRX, whatever it might be. That's our next we adventure. We can have a towing war. Yeah, towing war, exactly. And we've actually been planning, you know, we got way too overexcited this week with all the things that we could do when we come back, and uh, I think for sure next year there's going to be some big uh, American adventures ahead. And actually, hands up if you're not from L.A. Uh, I know a few of you from San Diego... Oh, oh wow. wow, like none of you are from LA. <laughs> but are you from the f LA vicinity? Like, okay, hands up if you're f not from California. Oh, oh wow. wow. Still quite a few of you. Hey, well, welcome. Thank you for coming. My God. What is driving, like, uh, is this the best state for driving? What is it like from where you, where, where are you from? You, you, you said from Ohio? How's driving there? Uh, it's flat. Flat. It's I-90. It's boring. Yeah, boring. Is there, where else do you go to drive in this country? Tennessee. Tennessee, good for driving? North Carolina. North Carolina, that's the tail of the dragon. Tail of the dragon. Wow. Um, it's the best road. Um, because, yeah, that's, that's from my memory, from, from Drive the World, is basically once you leave or get to Colorado, it's this flat and boring. And Tony's been asking, you know, Tony's very used to doing big trips through Europe where you'll plan five or six days, and literally you can leave the hotel in the morning and you can drive for seven or eight hours on canyon roads, 
to the next hotel. Like you're not going out and driving canyons and going back to the same place. You're literally going from Barcelona to Madrid and you're on canyon roads the whole way. There's an end point. That's what I'm saying. You, you don't go to a dead end and come back down again. There's a, you know, there's an actual route you can do essentially. Ha- hands up. Any, all of you that have done, or any of you that have done European roads, driven European roads? I'd say nearly half, maybe yeah. at least a third of you. And would you all agree that European roads are better than American roads to drive? Yeah, yeah everyone who's yeah, yeah, yeah. has been as said. That's I t- cars are crap through the corners. It's <laughs> why American cars are crap, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but this is the point. This is what I was trying to explain to Tony because he was sort of semi-getting overexcited but also thinking about coming back and trying to plot and plan things. He said that realistically here, the best thing about LA as a driving enthusiast from my point of view yeah. is you can wake up, pick up a coffee, go to the canyons, do a couple of hours of great driving, come back down and crack on with your day. Yeah. What's quite hard to do, okay, apart from PCH, which correct me if I'm wrong, is a tourist scenic road rather than like a driving road. Um, uh, it, it's more about, you can't, you can't go from here to Denver on amazing roads the whole way. At some point, you've got to get on the highway or you're at least on a big straight road, right? It's, it's too difficult to do. I've got a hand up at the back. Our, so we live in Vegas and our drive all the way from here to Vegas, it's all highways. It's just dead, dead right? I hate that drive. Dead birds and blown up tires. <laughs> what is with the blown up tires on the way to Vegas? Check your tires, people. Like it's uh, it's mad, but you're right. Yeah, that, that's a very very dead drive. Um, which so is, when you go when you go Route One, guys, you do that traditional. I know we PCH spoke about up it, to Monterey in San Francisco. It, it, are there roads off of there that you can go and wangle yourself and then come back on? Could you could you say could you go from one end to the other and stay off Route One and just wangle yourself round down and make a week's trip like Europe or not really? Not a week. Okay, trip. fine. Oh, a day, okay. Because we went to Malibu briefly yesterday and we, you showed me, uh, popped me over a couple of the canyons there. But again, you'd spend a, a, a day there, At right? most. I mean, right, it's a okay. morning in Malibu, right? Like, you right, know, okay, fine. I think it would be hard to do. So it's, it's very different here, you know. It, it, this is what's been fascinating for us to come and yeah. have a look at, especially for Tony on his first time. And, you know, we're, we're determined to be back and do more uh, American content, more American adventures. That idiot Paul Wallace wants to get involved, but we're just, oh. we're trying to delete him from WhatsApp. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've got some great ideas, but it's obviously going to be a very different experience. And I think, obviously, old Top Gear used to come and do bits and bobs and I think any adventures that we do we just have to think differently do you all watch Top Gear here? Do you, did you all, yeah. you all Top Gear fans? everyone's a Top Gear fan Fair. not the American version no well so uh, does everyone know this? my Top Gear story? no? oh this was like a whole podcast episode uh, I'll repeat it because it's fun to talk about <laughs> seeing as we're here in Hollywood I'm surprised people haven't stopped me for photos uh, <laughs> see when I was here in Vlog Angie's they were bringing Top Gear USA back and uh, I got a random call from BBC America saying oh we've you know, found your channel and we'd love you to come in and, and audition or be part of the, you the went process. In, didn't you? So it was like over three months. I went for the first day. We went to Willow Springs and there was loads of uh, traditional journalists that you guys will know from, um, well, I can't tell you who any of them are now. I've forgotten, <laughs> forgotten all, all Really famous ones, Really clearly. famous. But like, all, a lot of your real traditional big automotive journalists were there and a few like weird random celebs. And we had to do this day where I drove a GT350 around Willow Springs and you had to sort of talk about it. And then we did the traditional Top Gear thing where they brought in a Miata and somebody's like, Nissan and one guy had to like the Miata one guy had to like the Nissan you had to have a fake argument and they saw whose chemistry was the best and it was like a real killer for any Top Gear fan I was like oh so it's all just acting like it's all just script work I was like yeah. Clarkson and Hammond like we really pulled back the veil and uh, anyway after that I got called back to another thing and we had uh, 
one of the actors from Prison Break, who was like the agent, the FBI agent, he was there, who I think ended up being on the disastrous Top Gear USA. We had um, from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was there. Um, the guy who does the drag strip racing, the, uh, he's like the biggest drag strip, like top fuel guy. I don't know. Um, uh, we had one of the guys from Hooligan. Anyway, so it was a mad experience. And long story short, it didn't work out, but, but thank God. Because um, I think that was a disaster. And it's now back with Dax Shepard and Jethro. Jethro Bovenden does it here. Oh, does but it? It's not, it's not great, is it? The, the new Top Gear? still not? No. Gonna you go. all still prefer the UK, the, the, the Clarks and Hammond and What about the one, new, right? new one? Do you, have you been watching the new UK with Chris Harris and Freddie? No, yes and no. Do you, like, do you like that one? If you watch it, you like it? Yeah. Fair. Okay. okay. And what about Grand Tour? Do you all watch that? Yeah. Yeah, cool. And what was that? Grand Tour's kind of, yeah, kind of gone downhill, yeah. Well, anyway, you know, so, well, we're, we're here to replace it. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll be back to do plenty more adventures. Um, anyway, we traditionally tend to open up the last 10 minutes of our live events for random questions. Now, uh, what tends to happen is that everyone uh, uh, heckles us during the show, and then when we ask for Q&A, everyone goes very quiet. Uh, but hopefully some of you will have questions. We will take any. We don't mind. We can ask about Tony's watch and uh, whether he's been held up at gunpoint this week or not. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can talk about cars, talk about LA. So if if you have a question, we would love to hear them. Uh, shout them loud and clear, but if you can, put your hands up. We'll go start at the back. All right, I have a big question for you guys, all right? Sometimes you guys can, uh, like, talk about cars before you even try driving it or comparing cars with different segments. For example, the new GT3 Rs, right? It's not for everybody. It's for people that like to go and check. For, that, for example, like, Durban. I think that's the customer base they're catering to, right? Um, Sometimes I think you guys compare, for example, you guys say it's too rough for the roads, but that's not what it's really for, right? Um, so my question for you is, why do you guys kind of like not compare the cars to what it's actually for, except, you know, a different basis? Uh, you you, you want to go? Yeah, I, feel yeah, like you I mean, I, I mean... Just to clarify, sorry for the listeners, the question was, why do we sometimes make judgments on cars either before we've driven them or we don't compare them to, or, or for what they're actually used for? We'll say a GT3 RS is too hard for the road. Yeah, because the reason why we, we come to the analysis that the new GT3 RS too hard for the road, because the old one was, and this is more, and I had the old car for two years and drove it on the road and drove it on track. So that was my initial analysis, although I've not driven it yet. The problem is, mate, is that, you have to compare it as a road car because it's got number plates. It is a road car. You know, to, despite what Porsche is saying, it's like a cup car. It's nothing like a cup car. If you talk track on track, they got, keep going on about the downforce. It's got 800 pounds of a downforce at 170 mile an hour. Well, that ain't happening on the road anyway. That'll only happen on track. And only if you can drive. You know, like most people won't get anywhere near them speeds. They won't get to the capability of the cars. And if you go cup car and GT3 RS round say Silverstone in the UK, you all know Silverstone, right? The GT3 RS will be miles off the cup car. Might be seven, eight, nine seconds a lap slower. So you have to compare it as a road car because that's what it is. It's a, it, it is a road car f for the track, basically. Whereas the GT3 is a... Sorry, I've got this wrong. It's a, it's a track car for the road, the, the RS, and the GT3 is a, is a road car that you can use on a track. So that's how they... The riff, you know, separate them. 
I was trying to Google lap times because I would love to have proved Tony wrong there. Well, and be like, actually, I there's only one second difference. You know, but, there won't. But, but I think, yeah, I, I, I will. I will second what you say. That I think, firstly, you know, this podcast. I mean, we say it in the intro, we're uninformed enthusiasts. You know, fu- fundamentally, these are these are our opinions based on our experiences and what we've driven, what we've been around, and also we're over opinionated. So, you know, we're going to sit here and say, oh, that car's a load of crap, or that car's not for us, and that that's definitely where we're sitting. I think if we were journalists, and there are definitely, you know, Matt. Farrah is great at this on the smoking tire, you know, gives really descriptive and, and informed uh, views and, and descriptive sort of stats and things like that on cars where that, that's just not us. <laughs> the conversations that we have go, your car's crap, mate, my car's... So I get it that sometimes we could probably give cars a bit more of a break, um, but usually it's just, yeah, just our, what we like, what we've experienced and, and how we see the car. Um, but I will, I'm determined for viewers and listeners to find that stat at some point. Uh, GT3 RS versus... Was it 911 RSR? Is that no, what it's, no. so, it's a GT3 so, Cup so car? A GT3 Cup car. There's got to be a stat out there somewhere. We'll, we'll do um, Silverson GP in about two minutes, two seconds. Rough, roughly. That'll be a quali lap. Roughly. It'll be around then. Two minutes ish, maybe the 992 Cup car. GT3 Cup. A free RS, the new one, will probably be like 208. So we're like six or eight seconds different. A lap. But you have just guessed that. Well, I won't be far off, though. <laughs> you never are. No. Okay, well, we'll pick that up next week. But uh, anyway, very good question. Thank you very much. Uh, at the back there. So we're going into the, this era of electrification, and um, I think the last five years or ten years have been great for petrol-driven cars or gas-driven cars. If you guys could choose a car from the last five years, from Porsche and Ferrari, which cars would they be? So the, la- the best... Porsche and Ferrari, or the, the Porsche and Ferrari we want the most from the last five or ten years? Fair. You go. Um, well, your car's in there. TDF. For sure. Um, I, I, for me, I would just go Pista because it's the, the love affair I have with that car and what I've done with it over the last couple of years. So that's my Ferrari one. But your car would definitely be in for shout for sure. F- Porsche. Um... Last five years, probably two RS. I'd go two RS. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'd probably swap the two RS for a 911 Speedster from, from my side. I, I loved that car. And TDF, yes, probably. But I also love the new 296 GTB. I, I do think the 296, I don't love the way it looks, but to drive and as a car and as an all-rounder, I think it's, it's pretty I haven't driven that enough yet. Yeah. I've only done 10 minutes in that car. Yeah, I think so. it's, pr- it's pretty exceptional. Yeah. So, But you're right. You know, We're quick to say, oh, everything's getting bland. But the engineering the, the th- that's going on right now is, is fairly fantastic and fairly incredible. So uh, uh, for sure, in 20 years' time, if we can still drive these cars, if we're allowed to, they will be viewed as classic. They will be sought after for sure. Uh, question just here, man in the cap. Ah, we share a love for the 911 Speedster. Good man. Um, I love the Speedster because what's a GT3 without a roof? Like, you know, let's face it, if you can take the roof off most cars, it enhances the driving experience. You know, firstly, if you're cruising, you can take in the smells and the sounds and the gunshots that are around you if you're driving here in LA. Um, uh, So it's far more, you know, visceral in that side of things. But then you've got the soundtrack of that beautiful GT3 engine. Um, It's kind of harking back to an older era of Porsche, which was obviously, you know, it started off with the Speedster. I like the looks, the lines. And I also like that not everyone loves it. You know, I, I, Tony will tell you, be the first 
first tell you I like cars that no one else likes but I like the fact that it's kind of been somewhat overlooked in comparison to things like a GT2 RS a 911R whatever and speedsters are often like that so I, yeah it's a it's a personal love affair that we share so let's save up some money we'll go buy one the speed <laughs> the speedster in this country makes absolutely perfect sense yeah. because in our country not so much but it doesn't rain here you know and because it because it's got the roof off and it's a manual gearbox it doesn't matter if it's a little bit floppy compared to a full-on gt car you want a pdk so you can get the most out of the car essentially but the the speedster it doesn't matter this a bit more dialed back because like in this weather in a and as well do you get did you get the the opf filters on them or you don't you so they don't have opf filters here. so so they're nice and let so in our country the I know it still sounds good, but it's a bit distorted compared to over here. So that's a mega car for over here. You do get OPF. Oh, you oh. do. Oh, okay, right. but everything sounds better here. Right. So hold on a sec, because but the Escalade being an American car sold in America doesn't get OPF. Fine. Got you. Okay, that makes right. sense. Uh, just next to you. Yes. All right, mate. So I just want to know. It's not a hard question. But you're going to support England in the World Cup. No, oh, we're going to support England in the World Cup. No, I'm supporting Jamaica. Uh, are they playing? Are they playing? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not a football fan. I mean, he's the guy to ask. I just. I mean, I, I mean, I will. I, I'm a big football fan. I will, but I secretly want Argentina to win the World Cup. Oh, that's contrary. Yeah. If England don't, no, no, no. Obviously, I'd want England to win the World Cup. I don't think they've got a chance. I think if they get to the semis, they've hit the jackpot. But I think quarters, they'll go out quarters. But I think Argentina got more of a chance. I have a huge love affair with Messi and he plays for Argentina. It's his last World Cup and I'd like him to win the World Cup. So, no, no, no. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Premier League fan. And I think... He's a glory p- supporter, basically, yeah. Well, that's not... I mean, he knows nothing about football, so... Spurs, Tottenham. So I'm clearly not a glue. Okay, this is not a foot. We, we've gone off topic here. I don't know what you're talking prop, about. The- Let's come back to cars. <laughs> come on. Yes, this is the funny. Last couple of questions. This is the funny. What are your guys' thoughts on the new hypercar generation? Do you think they're getting more like a P1 and Valkyrie? Do you think they're getting more race car and not more road car? Our like thoughts that? on hypercars can probably answered in about th- three seconds. On hypercars? Yeah. Willy waving. Willy, <laughs> Willy waving is what he yeah. calls it. I mean,. I mean, every week there's a two and a half thousand horsepower, four million, you know, and there's every iteration. You've got the Gordon Murray thing with on pure drama experience. Then Not you Valkyries that don't seem to actually work once they get customer delivered. Like, it's all great in theory. I would just still have a Bugatti. I mean, I would just have a Bugatti because it's just the ultimate and it works and it's beautiful and it's crafted and, and, and leave it at that personally. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting to see what the next generation of Ferrari hypercar, Porsche hypercar, that will be interesting. But all these sub companies, I don't think it does a lot for us. No, no, nothing. Okay, last two questions. Uh, just here. Yeah, the right. Opinionated about cars. Is there a car that we expected to be terrible and then liked? Yes, definitely. I can name a couple. Any from your side, Tony? I'm thinking. Think of a red one with tan interior. Um, so, uh, yeah, from my side, I, the, the Mustang. The Mustang, I, you know, I thought it would be a lot worse than it is. Uh, the GT500 that we've been driving. Um, more recently than that, or Euro cars. Uh, when I got that M240i that you've been banging on about, I didn't think it'd be that special, but it, that was really, really good. Um, oh, sorry, just quickly. EQS AMG. The electric AMG EQS 53. I thought, like, the oh, I'm not going to like this. I was secretly borrowing it to just slag it off and ruin it and uh, and then I was like oh that's really good um, so yeah that, that's a good example 
red paint, tan interior. No. Ma- manual gear. No. You thought it was going to be crap. It was amazing. It is crap. No. What, what, terrible, man. I Come thought on. I was going to die in a minute. Full on. Um, I, I don't know, mate. It's pretty hard for me to... Because I don't really have any real expectations when I get in a car anyway. Like, I always think everything's crap. And then you've got to convince me that it's really good. So... It's, that's quite a hard question for me to answer because I have a pretty high bar of what I expect from a car. So I can't really think of any at the moment. The ah, GR Yaris. Yeah, that is, a, that is a good, that is a good a one. Yeah, show. because I poo-hooed that car a little bit and it's actually really very good. So yeah, that's, that'll be up well there, done. yeah. Well okay, done, final well. question. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go at the back with the glasses. We made eye contact first. Okay. Go on. Okay, a bit of F1 chat. Um, this is good, actually. Uh, so, after the checkered flag, uh, you are going to find out about in about a week. It's, it is coming back, obviously, with the end of the season now. Um, it's, it's coming back properly in 2023. Uh, Paul and I have been working really hard behind the scenes on it, so it's going to look and feel very different. Um, we will be announcing all the plans for it, what's going to be happening, why it's been away, all that kind of stuff very soon. So, once we get back to the UK, Paul and I are actually recording an episode on Tuesday. So, uh, yes, after the checkered flag, soon to return. Um, uh, for those of you listening, just to really blow your minds, we've recorded this just before the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, so quite a long time ago. Um, uh, but yeah, Perez and Verstappen, Brazilian Grand Prix, the whole, please let Checo back through, Max going, no, you can't tell me what to do. Was anyone really surprised that Max is a prick? Like, <laughs> no one was that surprised. It was just a bit like, oh, you're a douchebag. Like, but every big ruthless champion is, you know. They all are, mate. Hamilton's been amazing in the last five years at being the holier than thou. I'm so, you know, I'm a gentleman and please, sir, Bottas. But he was a dickhead before that as well, you know. There was a long time where he was badly behaved. And so uh, it didn't surprise me. Yes, it's disappointing. And you would think that that would um, make Perez be like, well, why am I going to help him next year? But at the start of the year, apparently, Perez was very much out for himself. When he had half a chance against Max and he was winning races and right in there in the championship, supposedly he crashed at Monaco on purpose to keep his foot in. And that's why Max was like, well, Sergio's out for himself. Why should I help him? Um, the interesting one, I think, is this supposed placement of Ricardo as the third driver, which Helmut Marco and, and Christian Horner have been talking about today. Um, I think if that happens, that to Perez I think is quite worrying because that suggests mm. to me that Rebel are like well you better still tow that party line mate you know if you're going to start acting out we've got someone that can easily slip in there yeah um, do we think Lewis will win next year well, a race it, or the championship if it, uh, do you think he'll win a race or a championship the championship Lewis if he's, been, if he's got the car you've got to have the car in Formula 1 and, and you know History suggests that, you know, all the great racing drivers, you've got to give them the equipment, you've got to have the car. So they make the difference at the end, obviously, and over the course of a year. If he's got the car, he's seven-time world champion, of course he'll win. But he's still, there's still a big gap for Mercedes to... Everyone got excited last week because they were right on it and they were quickest. But today, 
Abu Dhabi, I mean, they're miles off. So the car's still not fast enough and they've still got a big gap to, to make up for Red Bull and Ferrari. You know what's going to happen now is they're going to win tomorrow. <laughs> this is look really outdated. <laughs> Only if they crash. Okay, hands up. I'll leave this on a slightly controversial note and tease the return of after the flag. If Mercedes are quick enough to win a championship next year, do you think Hamilton will beat Russell? Hands up if you think Hamilton will beat Russell. Mm, I would say that's about half the room. So just to see visually, if you think Russell will beat Hamilton, hand up. Okay, maybe it was more. I think it's two thirds of the room say Hamilton. Yeah. That's my question. I ju- because let's face it, I'm the biggest Hamilton fan, seven time world champion. You would expect over a season with a competitive car, he's going to beat Russell. Heck, he beat Alonso in his rookie season or tied with Alonso. But at some point, the next generation have got to come through, right? If Russell is not the next Hamilton, if he's not quicker in qualifying, if he's not quick on the track, what does that say about Formula One? It's like tennis with Federer coming back at 50, being like, ah, let's go win Wimbledon. Like, Mm. we've got to move on at some point. And I think if Russell gets beaten, it's a bit depressing for the sport. So he's out qualified in this year. He's out qualified and he's beaten in the championship. Hamilton's out qualified Russell, but Russell's beaten in the championship. We're going to have to leave it off there. That is the end of our podcast. It's been an amazing morning. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you hugely to Myers Manx Cafe for hosting us. I really encourage you all to get the breakfast burrito with us outside in five minutes times. Then we'll be back out to listen to that Camaro start up. But uh, yeah, give yourself a round of applause. Thank you so much for coming. We hope to see you again soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.